Welcome to the Orange Crest Community Church Podcast. Our hope is that this weekly podcast provides both encouragement and challenge as you move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Morning. It's good to see everybody here this morning. Everybody looks really alert today. Get some good sleep last night? Eh. No? Okay. <laughs> Well, my name is uh, Josh Delarosa. I'm the senior pastor here at OCC, and today we're finishing up this series of messages that we've been calling God Dreams. And in this series, we're what we're doing is we're trying to clarify our identity as a church. We're trying to clarify who we are as a church, make and speak to points on our identity, and then share our ten-year vision for the church. Something we're calling Advance. And so now this is really important. Identity and vision are very important because uh, for people who are maybe looking in from the outside, maybe investigating our church, I hope this can really help a person or a family really be able to evaluate uh, who we are and understand who we are as a church. And as you're making decisions related to using your time, and actually if, if you're wrestling with, should, should I commit my time to being a part of this group? And this gathering each week, we really hope that this series will help you in that decision. And second, for people that are already here, you've already made a decision like this is a part of my routine. This is a part of my life. This is my church. If that's you, then I think this series should serve as some sort of a a refocusing, even a reminder, because your time is precious. Your time is valuable. And you still want to know, hey, why, why are we here? Why are we giving our time to this? So I hope that this series helps clarify those things. Because, as you know, time is really your most precious commodity. It's just it's flying by. You can't slow it down. You can't say, hey, hang on, hang on. I want to do that again. I mean, time is just flying by. It's, time is not a renewable resource. That's really important. It, you can always, with your money, you can always make more money. You can always create more money. You can always get another job and, and create opportunity. You can invest and and uh, but, you know, money and time, both, you know, important commodities, but time is really your most precious commodity because it's different in that way from money. You, you don't have an unlimited amount. Our default, though, is to sort of live like we have unlimited time, but in reality, your time is precious. And and as years go by, you look back and go, wow, that, that flew. We just spent that. Decades go by. We just spent that. Here, here's a quick history of how we have been using our time uh, as a church. We're, we're coming up on a 12-year anniversary in February, and our church uh, began with a, a team of people that moved here from the Ontario, Chino Hills, and Diamond Bar area to start this church. It was back in 2007. We moved our families out here. There was 12 of us at that point. And we launched, and, and in the middle of this uh, screen, you see a, a, a wall of photos. And you, you'd have to look really closely to see what they are. But they really kind of represent moments in our church's history and people and significant uh, gatherings and events. And, and it, really, they reflect our values, if you looked closely at those photos. But this whole thing that started with a small group of people moving here has just, it's its went on. You know, it's been over a decade now. and And... It took us about three years to get stable and sort of get our 
our footing and, and to become self-sustaining. The first few years were, were good, but around year three was really rocky because all of our startup support that we had raised to launch the church uh, went away. And so year three was like, oh, we got to be self-supportive here, self-sustaining. And so it was a big moment in uh, our church's life when when people decided to say, yeah, I'm going to put a stake in the ground and help this church go. And since that point, we have just continued to build momentum. We've seen steady growth. We've baptized a lot of people. You see a baptism there at the bottom of the slide. We've baptized 195 people up to this point, and that's a real celebration for us. When we have a baptism, we're celebrating life change, and people are going public saying, I've become a Christ follower, and I, and I want to, to declare that publicly. And many of you have, have went through that step of obedience. Uh, through the years, we have went from one service to two services and now three services in rented space. This is owned by the city of Riverside, but we're a, a portable church. And, and in February 2018, uh, we celebrated 10 years as a church. And so at that point, that 10-year moment was really huge for us. Like we've been around for a decade. Uh, we haven't experienced everything in this time, but it's been a faith-building season. It's been a faith-building decade uh, for so many of us. And now time, again, it's not something that you can predict. It's not something you can control. It's not something you can even recover. We're told in the Bible, you have to buy it up. You have to do something with it. You have to make the most of it. Uh, here's a famous passage from King Solomon. This is King Solomon is the third king in Israel, and this is a passage about time and timing. Uh, you can find it in about the middle of the Bible. It's listed here on, on your uh, listening guide. This sheet might help you as you follow along today. This is in, in the program. It'll be up here on the screens as well. This is what King Solomon, third king of Israel, wrote about time. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. I mean, how true that is. There's a time for everything. And then, just as we read through this list from, from this chapter, maybe think for a moment about your life experiences and some of the things that you have walked through, some of the things you have personally experienced. He's about to describe 14 polar opposite experiences that you might encounter as you walk this planet. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. Polar opposite. A time to plant and a time to uproot. Polar opposite. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. You know, like this, this, this barn needs to go. We need to put a new barn in. Rip that thing down. Time to build that up. This structure needs to go. Rip that down. It's time to build a new one. This one's no longer doing it. Time to weep. And a time to laugh. And you want to know, what's this moment? Is this a time to laugh? Is this a time to weep? Time to mourn. And a time to dance. You've walked through those highs and lows, haven't you? A time to scatter stones. And a time to gather them. A time to embrace. And a time to refrain. You want to know the difference between those. A time to search and a time to give up. Time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. Time to love and a time to hate. 
a time for war and a time for peace. There's, there's all of these opportunities on how we're using our time. And, and you need to know, is it a time for this or that? God, how do you want me to use my time? I only have so much of it. How should I use my time? And that's what we're looking at. And I'm sure as individuals, you've seen a number of those moments, those seasons, those opportunities. And so we've tried to keep moving forward toward our vision and our mission. The vision frame that you see on that page, go ahead and look at this uh, sheet of paper. You see a, a frame, like a picture frame, and some words around the frame and then some phrases on the outside. This has been our attempt to really evaluate and clarify and get on the same page about who we are as a church and then where we're going. And so we've walked through this past you know, five weeks up to this sixth week. We've walked through the pieces of this frame and really tried to flesh out each piece of our mission and our values and our measures and our strategy and then where, where we sense we're heading in the future. And so all of this is on our website. But I do want to recap because it's so important to to, act, to understand, is this worth my time? Since I can't renew the resource of time, is this worth my time? So here, here's, here's what we're doing. Our mission, the mission answers the question, what are we doing? Every business, every church is on a mission. They're trying to accomplish something. So what is it that we're doing? Here's our mission. At OCC, we're inviting people to take their next steps with Jesus. This flows out of Jesus' assignment to the church out of Matthew 28, 19 and 20. We're, we're on mission to help people come to know Jesus Christ and keep taking steps forward. So whether you're not yet a Christ follower and you're here, we want to invite you to take a step towards Christ. If you are a Christ follower, we want to, take you, we want to encourage you to take your next steps with Jesus and keep going forward. But that's the mission we're on. That's what we're doing here. Our values, next are our values, and our values answer the question, why are we doing the mission? God's interested in the what, but he also wants us to wrestle through the why. What's the values that support the mission that we're on? And so here are our values. Life to life. We're a relational church. Space to investigate. Specifically, if you're not yet a Christ follower, we want you to be here, uh, able to investigate without feeling pushed to decide to follow Christ. We would rather that you experience uh, a healthy church family and church community and be pulled along by a culture of people who are trying to walk with Jesus and that would that would be a part of your journey of choosing to follow Christ but we want to give you space to investigate uh, we want to hold up the value of teaming with us which we go after some big goals some big events through our last decade but it takes a team to do it we can only get so much done individually but we try to uh, go big on some things and then go together on those things. We, we commit, have a commitment to train. So we pour a lot of time and energy in developing and, and, and running trainings in order to help people be equipped uh, for the different seasons of life. Some of you are going to be here for a brief season. You might be a college student. Some of you will be passing through this area and you'll land somewhere else. We want to be a part of training you in your early years so that you can have an effective future. We want to be a part of building that foundation. Some of you are hitting new seasons of life, parenting, marriage, and we want to lay out and invite you to explore trainings that will help you to navigate those well. Uh, that's one of our values. Also, guided by Scripture. Th- this is, we come back to the Scripture and we say, God, is what we're doing pleasing to you? And so if, if something on the frame isn't guided by Scripture and supported by this as our foundation, it shouldn't be on our frame. So if we can't justify it from from the Scripture, then... 
We're saying this is our foundation for church life, for living, for practice. And so we're guided by Scripture. Um, some would look at the Bible and say, well, it's mostly right. Well, we would say we believe it's, it's, uh, it is accurate. It's inspired by God. It's without error. And it has all that we need to build a life on. The next side of the frame is the strategy piece. The strategy is at the bottom of the frame. Strategy answers the question, you know, how do we accomplish our mission? And so some steps that you can be taking constantly. And these are steps that will help you from, from uh, declining in your spiritual life or plateauing. Uh, so attending the worship service, making that a practice, making it a, a habit of being in fellowship with others and, and worshiping, singing, learning, growing, responding to God's word. Uh, joining a group, as you heard, that's a really important part of breaking down into from the large group into the smaller group. We value that and, and we want that to be a part of the steps you take here on a regular basis. Committing to the body, we would love for you to say, you know what, I want to be committed to this group. I want to be a part of this church and commit and be counted on. For those that commit, we, we count on those who've committed to get to make big decisions, to get things done. It helps us know what we can go after, this area of commitment. Volunteer on a team. Everything we do is we set it up and we tear it down. We're a portable space, uh, and so it, it takes a team. Invest and invite others. This is a strategy of pouring yourself and your time into people around you, investing your that commodity of your time, your resources into people, investing in them, and then inviting them to join you in, in your uh, spiritual life and growth. So th- those are our strategy pieces, and then our measures. If, if we're doing all these other three things, then the outcome is a measure. What, you know, how do we know when we're successful? Measures tell you when you know you're successful. So these highlight the character of a spiritually mature person. Four specific measures of who who you would become, you'd become someone who relates daily to God himself through the Bible and prayer. We believe that's a measure of of this frame. This is one of the outcomes, is becoming someone who relates to God himself through through the Bible. You yield at, you yield at the crossroads to Christ as Lord. We would want you to, to yield your life to him. It's one big yes to Jesus saying, I want you to be the boss of my life. I don't... I'm not going to be in charge anymore. I want you to lead me. You be the boss. That's one big yes. But then it's a bunch of little yeses every single day to say yes and yes. And that's the challenge. But at the crossroads that you would yield, a spiritually mature person yields at the crossroads. Third, share Christ with others and help them grow. By the way, if if sometimes you don't yield at the crossroads, uh, God, he, he, he says, hey, <laughs> surrender. And we wrestle with him, but... You know, to be a person who 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 keeps yielding—that's what, what describes spiritual maturity. Share Christ with others and then help them grow. When you become like a spiritual adult, you're helping a spiritual child or spiritual baby learn to grow and become a Christ follower, and then learn to grow up in Him. That's a mark of maturity when you're helping others begin to grow. And then fourth, you practice the OCT heart attitudes. We'll look at what those are in in a moment, but we hope. That if you're newer to OCC, these would answer a few questions for you. Like what you hear is important to us. What you feel when you come around here. Where you go. Who you're becoming. We hope that these things will 
that as you're looking at this vision frame, you would say, yeah, that's, that's a pretty accurate read on what I've experienced here. And throughout this series, we're also unveiling our 10-year advance vision. This is what we sense God wants us to focus on the, on the next in the next 10 years. And so on the back side of this listing guide, you see our 10-year vision listed. We would love to see these four things happen in the next decade. First, we want to secure and build on a visible location to establish permanence and enable us to advance for future growth. Since this is portable space, we would love to be permanent. We would love to say, hey, we're taking root as a church in this community for the generations to come. I may not be here for all of those, but I want to be part of, of seeking permanence for this church that a group of Christ followers with this set of values and mission and strategy can move forward into the future. And so we sense this is the time to say, hey, God, would you, would you provide that opportunity in the next decade? And then we want to train 200 kingdom leaders for our, from our own people and from the emerging generations. We, we want to be a part of training. I mentioned uh, you might be a college student passing through. There's actually four... Uh, colleges, universities in Riverside. Part of why we planted here was we wanted to sort of catch people in their training years so that we could help them make decisions that would really be, go well for them for the decades ahead. The median age in Riverside when, when I got here was 29 and a half, pretty low median age for a large city like Riverside. So this is a real opportunity. Well, I'm way beyond my college years now, but I can pour my time into people who are making major decisions in their 20s. I can pour my time into leaders and into those that are, that are in, the, in the training decade of life, and, and so can you. If you're beyond your college years, you can be a part of this. Third, to extend our reach in our region through multi-site with live team teaching. We, we could see parts of town where we're, we have people and we have small groups and, and a presence, but then there's parts of this area that we don't have much, and so... We would love to see uh, other churches begun in different churches that we would plant, sites that we would plant, but in our town, uh, in, in areas where we've not yet reached into. And we're, we're trusting God with this, that in his time he'll raise up the people, the leadership, and that we could do that in our city together strategically to reach more people and help accomplish the mission here in this area. But then the fourth thing is that we sense God wants us to push out past our area and extend our reach beyond Riverside to, uh, so we want to launch three healthy and multiplying church plants in strategic California cities. We would love to see three churches started in the next 10 years in strategic California cities. And we would want them to be multiplying churches. If in my lifetime we see 10 churches planted from this church that are multiplying, that's really exciting because if all those churches will go and be multiplying churches, I mean, the power of multiplication is just, it's huge of what God can do to uh, transform a state and a country. And we want to be part of that. And what's so encouraging about this list for us is this, this list came from uh, about a year's worth of work with a group of people who were looking at uh, our, our identity and then even the future. And so I took all of that and began praying through it. And, and what came was a list of, of four items. And I wrote it down first on April 23rd of this year. And I gave it to uh, our advisory team. I gave it to our staff. And I gave it to some of our, my mentors. And I said, here's what I sense God wants us to go after in the next 10 years. And then we started working on the details. And we started writing out the exact wording of what we would present to you, to you all 
in this series, and we started building out a plan for how to lay this out in this in this series. And what's really exciting is, all of a sudden, in July, a property uh, that we had been keeping an eye on uh, dropped in price. And so this property, we had initially looked at it, it was, uh, it's, it, it dropped to $2.1 million, but before that, it had been holding steady about a half million dollars above that. Before that, it was a half million dollars above that. So we'd seen this property in 2017 as a possible site for our church. It dropped, and then we got our our offer in. There was two others that were being considered as well. And on July 23rd, we entered escrow and, and began a due diligence period on this piece of land. It's 5.3 acres right in the center of of our region where our church family lives. When we plot out the Google map of where everybody lives from OCC, this is like right in the middle. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting though. We had written out, we since these things would happen and, and now this may be God putting these things into motion. And then on the same day when uh, we walked this space, John McWhorter, one of our associate pastors and our commercial real estate agent walked this space uh, in in July, and they looked around and they said, this could really work for us. On that same day, Bruce Wood and I uh, took a trip, another one of our pastors took a trip to Santa Clarita, and we both agreed that this was the city that he should move to to start a new church in. And so Bruce and his wife Aaron and their four kids are moving in June to start our first church plant. Uh, they're going to move in June 2020. Lord willing, we'll send a launch team to move with them, a few individuals or families that would say, you know what, I want to go on that adventure too. I'll move my life to Santa Clarita. So we are providing the opportunity for our our church members to consider uh, filling out an application to be part of a launch team who would move with them next summer. And we're really excited about this. Uh, Santa Clarita is by Magic Mountain. Some of you are like, where is Santa Clarita? (laughs) So if you've been to Six Flags Magic Mountain, it's, it's that whole community. Valencia, Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita is like the larger city that is known by out there. It's the third largest city in L.A. County, and L.A. County is the largest county in our country. And it's, it's this sort of suburban area that's growing. It's a master-planned community, really nice community. A lot of growth, not a lot of churches. And, and there's a lot more growth coming to that area. And so we're really excited about what God is doing, raising up someone from within to extend um, God's kingdom. But again, God activated that uh, after we'd written this list down and said, this is what we're going to focus on. Now God's kicked some things into motion. Uh, even just this past week, Bruce had been seeking support from a group called the North American Mission Board, and he went through a series of assessment interviews on nine different areas of, of his life and, and over two days. And at the end of the assessment, I was at the assessment. I got to sit there and hear the results, and I just had to sort of be quiet and listen. And they gave the report on all these areas, these nine areas, and they read their summary. And then this assessment board takes a, a vote to decide, do we want to support this person and then be one of our church planners for the North American Mission Board and fund them for the next four years? Uh, all six assessors... They're given the option green light, orange light, or red light. And you, you understand how that goes down. And so he said, well, let's start with green light. Do we have anyone that's green light? All six, unanimous. Praise God. Yeah. And then they had told the, the planters, hey, don't try to get out of your senior pastor the answer. We want it to take about two weeks. Um, and we'll contact them. So you, you can't tell them and you can't ask them. 
And I was like, ah. Oh. But, you know, so I'm really excited. And, and But then I walk into the hallway, and they come out, and he's like, you can tell him if you want to. <laughs> so my wife and I drove to his house and, and got to surprise he and his wife and tell him, hey, all green lights. And it's really exciting. What that means, that represents... Um, around $12,000 a year to $15,000 a year for four years from just that group. We have another group that has uh, offered a little bit more than that for four years as well, the California Southern Baptist Convention. That came, um, and one of the representatives met me and said, we want to support this, and here's what we want to do. And uh, our church is going to support this as well financially. We're praying that others in our network and other churches would get behind this because we want to see more churches planted in strategic parts of our state. It's just been amazing to see God is in it. It's been amazing to see God bringing confirmation on the direction that we're moving in. And when we look at this identity piece, our vision frame, and we look at our advanced vision, some of you are extremely motivated because if you have been committing your time to this for the past few years or even the past decade plus, if you've been giving your time to this, this is an exciting Opportunity. You see, wow, God has used my life here. If, you, if you're sitting there going, I've been in this, then you're thinking, God's used me to, to be a part of this. If you've been committed to what we're doing and engaged with what we're doing, then this probably has been stirring your heart. And maybe you'd even say, this has been time well spent. And I'm looking forward with hope. Now, if you're newer to OCC and you're exploring, then we have a process to deepen commitment here. There, are, there actually are... Three steps to explore OCC. Here, here they are. Step one is a preview step. If, you, if you're newer to our church, then the first step towards commitment and saying, hey, I want to be a part of helping things go as well at this church, then the first step is take this preview class. It's a one-hour class. The next one is September the 29th. You can sign up on your connection card for that. And the next step after that is a discover class. It's a more formal class. It's there's a lunch, it's a three-hour lunch on a Sunday afternoon where our staff and leaders walk through the vision frame more slowly, and we also talk about our structure. We talk about what's called the OCC heart attitudes, which are practices that our church members commit to take seriously. And then the third area of exploring is, is what we call a commit conversation, where you, you commit and you say, okay, I've, I've Attend these classes and I'm ready to commit. And a commit conversation is scary. Not really. But commitment is scary, isn't it? So when we really try to clarify exactly what we mean. And what we mean is on a level of 0 to 10, are you, on a level of 0, I refuse to practice those OCC hard attitudes, to a level of 10, like I'm totally willing and totally ready and I'm going to do it at 100% of the time, that would be level 10, which... Most of us aren't going to be at a level 10. We all have bad days, right? <laughs> but on a scale of 0 to 10, our OCC church members basically are saying, I'm at least at a level 1. I just have moved from unwilling to I'm, I'm willing. On the most basic level, I'm willing to practice these things. And th- so these are really important. We want to, we've been looking at this frame from the front side. So look again at the frame. You're looking at this frame from the front side, but our members are the ones who have been holding this frame up so people can enjoy church life here at OCC. So below the frame, you see these studs. 
Think about what you, think about construction for a moment. You nail a frame into a wall and you drive nails through the studs. You want it to be supported. And so the, the studs in a sense or the support structure of this frame on the back side are our OCC heart attitudes. Uh, these are what our members have been practicing holding up uh, this church. It, 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 are, it is these practices that has really allowed us to go on year after year here. So here are the, the first four heart attitudes. These are commitments that our members make. Again, at a level one on a scale of zero to ten. Basically, they say, I'll, I'll put the goals and interests of others above my own. That comes out of Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. I'll love people practically. There's action in that statement. Heart attitude number two is, I'll live an honest and open life before others. This comes out of Ephesians 4.25. I, I take off the mask and I let people know who I really am. Not everybody, but I let some people know me well enough. I, I could say I'm known here. I want to be known here. That's what that means. Again, that sounds scary, but you just have to be at a level one. Number three is, I'll give and receive scriptural correction, meaning I'll be teachable. Oh, that's so tough, though. It's tough to be corrected in my behavior. But I, I don't. I just can't refuse it completely. I just have to be willing to hear it, take it to God, and then go from there. This is Hebrews 3, verse 13. Clear up relationships. I'm going to seek peace. Life is tough. Relationships are messy, but I'm going to seek peace. The, the next three are ways that we team together. In church life. And so these are the three practices, five, six, and seven. I'll support or I'll participate in the ministry of the church. You know, I'll, I'll lend my help. I'll help out. There's times to help out and I'll, I'll help out. You can count on me to help out with some things. I'll support the work of the church financially. I'll give regularly here to help the church move forward. And then seven, I'll follow spiritual leadership within scriptural limits. I'll work well with the spiritual authority in this church, the group leaders, the, the volunteer team leaders, the event leaders, the pastors, the staff, I'll work well. I, I won't refuse to be led completely. That's at a level zero. I'll, I'll at least be at a level one, and I'm willing to work on that and even grow in that. So that's OCC in a nutshell. That vision frame and then those hard attitudes, that's our church in a nutshell. And right now, we, we are right in a season of opportunity. And we're told by God to make the most of the opportunity. Of every opportunity. Look at Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Paul writes to this, to the church, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. How true. Right now in our society, it seems like everything is buckling and everything is shaking. Families are hurting. If you work with people, you understand what I'm talking about. If you're in family life, you understand what I'm talking about. Unless you live on an island, you understand that the days are evil. It's really tough right now. People are struggling. Marriages are under extreme pressure. Children are being lured into isolation. People are desperate. People. We had a pastor in our town, an associate pastor at a local church, took his own life this week. Battled, battling depression, took his own life. No doubt people are wearing down. And the scripture says this, the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity. And you and I, we look around and we start wondering, is there really any hope 
anymore. I mean, this is a hopeful gathering when we get together and we sing and we worship. Maybe some messages are more hopeful than others. And some songs more hopeful than others. But for us on the, maybe inside the church walls, this can be a time of hope and, and a season of, of opportunity for us in the church walls. But sometimes we're thinking, what can our church really do outside of these walls though? Is there anything we can really do? The days are evil. And we start wondering, what, what can our, what can our little group do? I want to show you a clip, a video clip from the movie The Lord of the Rings. This will wake you up too. It's an epic series written by J.R. Tolkien. All of these characters symbolize a cosmic war that's being fought right now. This is just one of many powerful, of the many powerful scenes in the movie. But I want you to see the battle of good over evil, or, or God, because these are symbols in a sense, these people are symbols, really of God and his spiritual enemies. In this scene, you see, it's a pretty grim situation. This group of people are buckling under the evil that is pounding on the door to get in. This is actually our situation today in this world. This is our opportunity. Take a look at this clip. The fortress is taken. It is over. You said this fortress would never fall while your men defended. They still defend it. They have died defending it. There's no other way for the women and children to get out of the caves. There's no other way. There is one passage. It leads into the mountains. But they will not get far. The Urukai are too many. Send word for the women and children to make for the mountain pass and barricade the entrance. So much death. What can men do against such reckless hate? Right out. Ride out and meet them. For death and glory. For Rohan. For your people. The sun is rising. Look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. At dawn, look to the east. shall sound in the deep one last time. Yes! Let this be the hour when we draw swords together. Fell deeds awake. Now for wrath, now for ruin, and the red dawn
king stand alone. Not alone. Go hit him! Yes. <laughs> Wish we had a bunch of like, I don't know, something to do right now. <laughs> Napoleon, some would say great leader, some would say flawed leader. He said that in the midst of every great battle, that there's a 10 to 15 minute period that is the crucial point where you've got to get your mind around what needs to happen. You see that in the scene. Those things, those creatures are pounding on the door. And there's this moment in time where you've got to get your senses together. You've got to collect your thoughts. You've got to figure out what are we going to do. It takes strength. It takes courage. And, that, and they decide to do it. And then the reinforcements come. I mean, what an amazing parallel to a spiritual cosmic battle that we're in. You can get beaten down by this world and just discouraged and wallow and not make any more progress and decide, hey, well, let's just close up shop. Or you can you can have strength and courage and obedience and press on and stay engaged and make deep commitments to press on. Because the reality when it comes to the church and God's church is that nothing can stop the advance of God's church. Nothing. And if that if that's you... Look at how those leaders just decided to commit and press on. If that's you, and you've been here with us, will you continue to press on with us into this next season of opportunity? Then look at, look at the help. God, God can bring reinforcements at just the right time who can help from the other side. And that is what I believe some of you are. <laughs> we have people in the room that have been slugging away at this for many years. Staying after our mission, in our values, working our strategy, and developing people, seeing those measures come about. And, and some are tired here. And, but God has been so faithful to bring people around who've been exploring our church. And maybe you're here and it's time, maybe God's saying, hey, I want you to engage with this group and use your life and use your time for this season. And I, I would invite you to make the most of the opportunity we have. We're not fighting with physical weapons, but with spiritual weapons. And we've tried to lay out our strategy. It's right here. I mean, this is, this is us saying, this is our, laying our cards on the table. This is our approach. This is how we're going for it. There's other strategies, but this is the way we're going for it. And God himself fights with us and for us. But he uses the church who is engaged and committed to accomplish his purposes in this world. And nothing can, nothing can stop the advance of God's church. Jesus said this. Jesus said, I will build... Look at Matthew 18. I will build my church, and the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, will not overcome it. And if you, if you are here and you'd like to say, hey, this, I want this to be my church. Count me in. I want to be a part of, of I, want, I want you to count on me, OCC. Uh, I'm not just saying that, but, but this is a rare opportunity, a season of opportunity where we sense God is at work, and we'd invite you to join with us. Today is an opportunity for you to begin to, 
begin the process even of stepping from the crowd into our committed congregation. And so I want to invite our worship team up to the stage and show you specifically how you can do that. If, if that's where you're at today, on the back of this connection card, really important two steps I want to highlight. Number one would be, I'd like to begin the process today of, of towards our membership process today by attending the preview class. And so you see the, the, the line highlighted there in the middle of that card, or in the bottom part of that card, the preview class. If you check this box, we will uh, make sure you have all the info so you know when it is. It's a one-hour class. And then another part of our membership process is to just say, I'd like to continue the membership process by scheduling a commit conversation. That's the, the final point of our commitment is having a conversation. And it could be that you've attended our preview class, you've attended that three-hour Discover class, but you have not made that commitment, but you're ready to do that today. Uh, mark that. We will get in touch with you so we can set that up with you. And that would just be with one of our leaders for you to finalize that step. And so thank you for being here through this whole series. I hope you'll come next Sunday as we launch into how to make a bad decision. So we'll make fewer of those in our lives. And so uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this time that we've been together. Thank you for this series of messages to get on the same page and and to cast vision for our future. We ask you to bless uh, the work of our hands. Bless these plans. In the mind of a man, we plan our ways, but God, you are the one who determines our steps. And so we trust you'll lead us step by step through this journey. And our eyes are on you. I pray you would draw more people uh, from the crowd here uh, into our congregation through commitments. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you've been encouraged by the message and equipped to move forward in obedience to God's word. Join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast.